Colt Sponsor, how you doing, man? Not too shabby, not too shabby at all. How, how you doing this evening, Zeb? I'm hanging in there. I'm, I'm just, I love the background there. You know, the dude, he's not in Athens anymore. He's up, <laughs> he's closer to us. Um, hey, how far are you from the, the farm? The, the farm? I'm only time. about, I'm only about 25 minutes. Will you live there or will you live near, closer to Ashland? Hey, it better be closer to Ashland than be further away. So I haven't found a place to live right now. I'm, I'm still, uh, I'm uh, freeloading off my parents, which is kind of weird because they're both retired. Well, my dad's retired, newly retired. So I gotta, gotta be living around some 65 year old, uh, parents until I find something. That's not, that's not bad though. It's, uh, right. You, you gotta start, right? Like, yeah. You gotta start somewhere. I mean, but boy, you know, your 32 year old son coming back to live with you until you find something interesting to say the least. So second day on the job, right? Today, second day, second official day. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you said Coach Greenlee said you're gonna be you're gonna be in for some surprises. What what surprise have you been in for so far? Uh, you know, like we were talking a little bit earlier about just the whole COVID dealing with that, figuring things out. Um, you know, Coach uh, Hutchins left a couple months ago, really, and and it, they weren't they really wanted to focus on the hiring process here. They wanted to uh, they wanted to really get a hire they really trusted and believed in, and then. Uh, so they kind of took their time on it. So it's just it's just really playing that catch up right now, getting those guys ready for a season. Um, you know, really talented team, and just so just figuring out uh, who the people to talk to, what routes I have to take to get stuff done. You know, just really learning because it's a yeah, it's the same wrestling team, but different department, different school. Just learning those small things so so you can solve problems faster. Making the jump, going down to D2. You've never uh, coached or wrestled. You're a D1 All-American. You've been a D1 coach, assistant coach at Edinburgh under Flynn, and then under Joel at Ohio U for the last five years. What's it going to be like? What do you anticipate as far as uh, moving down to D2 and having a D1 mentality like you have, Colt, being a D1 All-American, wrestling for Coach Ryan at uh, Ohio State? What, what do you anticipate changes-wise? Does mentality change? What, what do you do as a head coach? What's the vision of Ashland Wrestling now? Well, I think my experience at Edinburgh really helped me out in uh, definitely an interview process here and understanding uh, what what we can do here at Ashland uh, because I was at a Division II school, just Division One wrestling. Uh, so I know a lot of the processes of, of Division II but then you just taking all those experiences, like the coaches you said, I was I, I was under I wrestled under Tom Ryan, Lou Rizzelli, uh, Joe Haskett, Tommy Rollins, Jay Jaggers was there for a year for me, um, and then I went to uh, Edinburgh and was under Tim Flynn and uh, and Coach Moore, and then back down to Athens with Coach Greenley. I mean, could you ask for better mentors in in that and preparing you for a coaching position? I don't I don't know if you could, you know, at least in this region. So. Uh, in all honesty, I believe the mentality is the same, you know, time, energy, effort, time, energy, effort. You know, if, if we can do all those things, we'll be super successful here. And, and the kids want to be national champions, all Americans, uh, you know, it's just at a different division. So we'll be doing all the same stuff, just different division. And, and I think the kids will, will embrace that and, and, and we're going to have fun, you know, fun, working hard. The big thing with you guys, that's, that's way different huge difference for you guys the dead period you're not on a dead period you're on a quiet period 
you guys have a, this is like literally one of the only times <laughs> in the history of division two and three wrestling that there's a distinct recruiting advantage for you guys right now. Whereas you're at OU, you're in Athens. You guys can't have anybody on campus. It's all yeah. zoom meetings. You can have yeah. kids on campus now and have them recruit. And that's a great school where you are, Cole. I mean, I the education is second to none for Ashton University. What's it like not being on the dead period anymore? Rolling right into it. What's that it, like for it, you? It's fun. You know, thankfully, I have good assistants, uh, you know, Coach Kirst. And then we have a grad assistant, Brett Romanzik, who was a national champion here. Uh, and they're just, they're just right on it, you know, constantly on, on calls, getting kids here to visit, getting kids interested. Uh, so that's, that's a huge advantage because down in Athens, yeah, we weren't, we weren't able to have kids down here. And so, you know, that this junior class and even the senior class, just getting kids here and, and saying, Hey, you can come and visit. Let me go show you around. That's huge. So for us to kind of have that, uh, interaction, obviously we're social distancing, wearing masks and doing all the right procedures. Uh, but having them be able to see things physically, be able to see us physically is, is enormous. And, uh, it's, it's, it's really actually fun now because before this whole COVID and all these uh, protocols we had to take and that dead period uh, was kind of stressful. But for me here, it's not, it kind of relieves the stress. I'm like, Hey, we're getting, we're getting these, uh, these numbers. We're getting these kids. We're, we're uh, trying to produce the next batch of national champions here. And, and uh, so it's fun, you know, no complaints. I can't complain at all. Talk about you know being close to home, right? You got several uh, West Holmes wrestlers on the on the squad right now, right? How, yeah, yeah. There's how, a how's that make you more comfortable? How, talk about, a little bit about that. The recruiting. Well, it, my uh, even my high school coaches they wrestled they wrestled here at Ashland University. I I probably know at least a hundred alumni for that one that wrestled at Ashland. Uh, so having that familiarity with the with the school and with the program and and then obviously being familiar with uh, the kids on the team, even when I got here, you know, I know not just the West Holmes kids, but I knew probably close to half of them, you know, half of them are almost are pretty much local kids. So for me, that's, that's personal too, uh, because I take pride in where I come from. I mean, uh, I am, I'm, a, I'm proud to be from Ohio, but I'm more proud to be from Holmes County. I mean, Zeb can tell you that, uh, you know, <laughs> considering that he, He's actually from Holmes County. He just won't admit it. Zebulon uh, Miller, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think it, it's – even if I wouldn't have got this position, I, wanted, I want Ashland Wrestling to be great, you know. But for, I was fortunate enough to actually get the head coaching position, and, and that's what I plan on doing. When you come in and you look at the numbers, you look at scholarships, and you got to start dividing money up and what you got to recruit with, uh, you know, they've been on uh, interim head coach for the last what four months, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what's that like looking at that and starting to dig into the finances of it and understanding a budget and probably things that you didn't do so much at Edinburgh, way more obviously in Athens with Coach Greenlee. He started to put those travel responsibilities on you, as my guess, and booking hotels and all that different stuff, right? Yeah, the fun stuff that everybody get in, gets into wrestling coaching for, right? That's right. Administrative work, right? That's right. But now you know it's going to change. You're probably not going to wrestle as much, right? Would you agree with that? You're probably going to be wrestling less. Um, no, I'll just be working longer hours. I'm still going to be in the room. You can't keep me out of the room. Uh, 
out of speed. I'll have to get out to manage my time a little better. Uh, and I'll have to start giving those responsibilities a little bit to the assistants, you know, things I can, that they can manage. Uh, but, uh, I, I think, uh, I'm going to be doing all those things. Yeah. Seeing that budget, seeing the, the scholarships, learning how to work those. Like I, like you said, Joel, uh, really trained me to do that down in Athens. He, he really puts responsibilities on, on you and expects you to do them. Uh, so I think those are little things, but it's not going to keep me out of the room. You know, obviously with the fundraising, raising the money, uh, you know, making sure that, Hey, we can continue the success of, uh, success of Ashland wrestling is, is major important, but that's just, that that's part of the job. I've had to put in more time as than I did as an assistant and I'm okay with that. That's what I signed up for. You know, because if that's if that's what it takes to be great, that's what I'm gonna do. Are you 9.0? Are you guys 9.0 scholarships? <laughs> uh, no, no. So you guys, Finley, I know is like 1.5 or something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah. Division two is a little, little weird, a little wonky, but uh, no, it, I wouldn't say we're fully funded. No. But okay, I guess the question for me was max scholarships, not so much how many scholarships does Ashland have the max amount of scholarships is 9.0 in D2. That's correct. Yes. I believe so. Yeah. I think it's a 9.0. And then obviously I remember D1. I've only been here for a couple, a couple of days. Zev. Still learning. But, but what I'm saying is 9.9 for D1. I believe it's 9.0 for D2. And that that's crazy to me because there's some crazy competitive D2 teams. Some of the Notre Dame college teams we've seen on the mat in the last five, six years, have been crazy competitive. Obviously, Carney does a great job. You know, it's her is Carney, right? Yeah. Usman, yeah. Usman is is uh is Carney. There, you know, they're super competitive. St. Cloud. I mean, there are just great teams. The you guys have a national Kern. champ on the staff. You know, Romanzic. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, my fellow Carver Rocket, Jake Kramer. He's one of your guys' national champs in the last, I think, three years. And yep. so it it's crazy good and deep. D two, uh, you know, uh, to quote Willie Sailor. I don't know. I don't know if you always want to go down that road, but he, he made the statement that D2 guys are D2 guys for a reason. Right. And I don't like that. I don't like that. But whatever. Are you always going to agree with what Willie Saylor has to say? But, you know, D2 guys are D2 guys for a reason. It's what he, it's what he always said, where it's like, oh, they didn't want to wrestle 12 months out of the year. Whatever it is, that was his kind of take on why D2 guys. You got a lot of D2 guys who would be D1 All-Americans, in my opinion. Yeah, I believe, I believe so. It's just a different, what they want to do. You know, it's uh, Hey, do I, do I want to sit behind a guy for a year or two? Uh, do I want to get recruited over? Do I want to do certain things? And some people just don't want to go to big schools and they want to compete in wrestling and enjoy it, you know, and, and not have to worry about the stress. It, I mean, division two is competitive. you got a lot of division one wrestlers, like you said, in division two. And, and uh, you're still, like I told you, we're, we're going to be doing all the same things. Uh, is it as, um, is, is it necessarily like the, the amount of summer training that they'll be doing? Uh, it's really on them. Uh, so, you know, more like, Hey, in, in division one program, you're, you're coming in. Uh, but, uh, no, I, I believe you're not D2 for a reason at all. You know, like I, I got, I believe I, I've watched a, a week of practice here and, uh, I was like, dang, there's some D1 wrestlers. There's a lot. I was surprised. In all honesty, and I'm not trying to take away from any of these guys, but I was really thoroughly impressed. And I'm like, hey, these guys could all be in uh, a lot of these guys could be in division one rooms. So 
No, I, I don't believe I don't believe what Willie said is true. You're not D two for a reason. You're D, you're D two for a choice. You know. So when you bring a, uh, you know, you talked about the recruiting and the, the scholarship piece and the competitive landscape. So so, what do you say to that athlete to make it make Ashland their choice? You know what what's your you know we've talked in the, this show the marketing aspect. You know you're two days in. You know where do you see you know what are you going to be marketing you know for the university? Well, I think I think they got to do, and I tell every athlete this, whether I was at the Division One level or I'm here. You know, you got to make a a checklist of what you want in a school, what you want to see in a program, what you want to see in a team, uh, and you got to kind of decide on that. You know, do I do I want to go Division One? Well, if you do, then obviously Division Two is not for you. Uh, but hey, do I want to be a four-year starter? Well. Yeah, if that, that's important to you, then your chances of being a four-year starter at, at, a, at a Division Two are probably a little better than Division One. You know, do I want to be a national champ? You know, what kind of do I want to do I want to be an athlete over a student? <laughs> and I hate saying that, uh, but you know, a lot of these schools, I think you you see that at a, at a at a Division One level. Hey, being an athlete's sometimes more important than being a student. You know and uh, making that, that distinction. And, and so you just got to make that checklist. Hey, do I want to be at a small school or do I want to be at a big school? You know, do I, do I want to have a, a more, uh, more rural, uh, more slower pace type university, or do I want to be in a big city? So there's a lot of choices when, when we're talking about talking to a kid about what he wants, but I, when it comes down to it, I want a kid to go where he wants to go. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to not convince, convince a kid to come here when you know you're you're he doesn't want to come here so he has to feel comfortable he has to feel at home he has to tr- feel like he's going to trust me and the guys on the team and and uh that's what it comes down to Colt, the the big thing with me is well first off i got to correct myself it was luke kramer who was yeah, luke, luke, yeah yeah jake was uh unsay all-american at tiffin you know another d2 program in ohio mm-hmm. uh here's my thing you guys can load up. You can win a national title. You can get the job done there. There is no question. Whereas you're down in Athens, Athens Bobcats, they sneak in and get a trophy. It's just like winning a national title, but you're probably <laughs> never, you're never going to beat so many of those guys, right? You can yeah. win the national title there. There's no doubt about it. Like this isn't crazy talk. Zub got dropped on his head tonight at wrestling youth practice with his kids. You guys can win. Yeah. you've got the, the you can do it what's the plan like how, how do you like set that 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 in motion you know well the beautiful thing about ashland is is they're they're you they they pride themselves on being successful you know as far as if you look at a lot of their athletic programs their basketball teams their track teams football teams those those teams are constantly winning uh winning titles you know women's basketball here is phenomenal you know and it's and it's just full fill of local area girls and then you look at the wrestling team over the years and just look at the success they've been having they're right on that edge for the last i would say 20 years you know under under uh co-watch then durland then hutchins here they've been constantly been right on that edge and it's just a matter of just taking them over that edge and i think that's that's what the the administration sees here that's what the wrestlers see they all see like hey we're right there we just got to have a little bit of push we got to do something a little bit different and uh, before you know it, hey, you know, we're there. And I got I personally, Coach Hutchins, uh, 
before me, he built a team that is filled with studs. Like I got six, seven, eight guys here that can all compete and all can be all Americans. And it's, and I saw that in my first couple of days here and it was exciting for me. I got, I got like little giddy feet, you know, and it's just a matter of just tweaking some things, keep getting them to kind of buy in what I want them to do and, and how I want them to compete, you know, and, and uh, obviously mixing in with what they do and Hey, we go out there and March and throw, just go win a title. That's the plan. You guys were talking earlier, Zeb. Yeah. What was the story you're about to tell before we recorded about one of your favorite state finals? Oh, you and Josh Roller, right? You and Josh yeah, Roller. Josh. Was it 52? Yeah, that was my junior year, 152. Okay. So, so just to build it, they've got this guy. He's the guy. He won like, he won something like Beast of the East or something. He won something huge like that, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he was a little banged up during the year, uh, but he was ranked coming in the year. I think Josh was ranked like second or third in the country at one point. Yeah. And he was like the guy. And, and I remember the hype for this final, it would be like, uh, I want to say Jeff Nup versus Avery Zirkle. Oh, wow. It was hype. Like, oh, oh, you, you like, you like me, you like me pulling out the history, huh? Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> these finals where you're just like everybody, it's, there's so much build up to it. Right so much build up so much build up so much build up right like just incredible uh i think it was uh car and dom demas maybe i think that was another one right like a it, it may have been i think that's a little bit that's that's obviously way after my time well I no was, but i'm saying like a final of these calibers that i'm saying like your final was of the caliber of those finals like like oh, i think another one was like uh, saint john saint john and roger chandler i think that that was one St. John and Roger Chandler was a state final, dude. Um, that's crazy, right? Like, you look at some of these state finals, and it is like uh, Marinelli and Eric Burnett. That, that's a crazy state final, right? Like, we're talking about both guys being D1 All-Americans, and maybe Nup and Zirkle didn't get there, but, like, they were they were that pedigree, right? Like, it was a crazy – you know, like, you you anticipate this. Your final met that. It was a de- an all-decade final. There's no question. Um you're chasing him around the mat, dude. You're all over his legs. He's funking you. He's doing all this crazy stuff. When did you know you had him? Well, actually, it, I, I had to think back on that match, but I actually got taken down with uh, 30, like 35, 30. I don't remember, but I got taken down in and a, in a, in a, he hooked a, he hooked in and got a uh, Merkel on me and got scored a takedown there. And I, I escaped and actually came in with a high crotch, a real long high crotch. He's sprawling, sprawling. And I just, I did a whole, my meathead is meatheadness just pulled him in and finished the takedown on him with like 20 seconds left to win. Then I wrote him out. That's packing. Yeah. Just packing away. I mean, again, you know, just doing what I do best is just going after somebody and it's not always pretty, you know, you've seen a lot of my matches. They're not, they're not, there's nothing uh, fluid and, and, uh, great about my wrestling back then i just went you know attempts and they weren't great attempts but eventually you got if you take 50 shots you're gonna get one or two of them right yeah didn't he take an injury timeout too yeah yeah i mean it's just the yeah that's that's high school zeb i i can't think back that far (laughs) okay okay i don't don't even remember my college matches okay so let's talk quarterfinals your senior year then i remember you win in the quarterfinals your senior year. 
was it in where was it your senior year? Omaha or something? Where? No, nah, it? it was Philly. It was Philly. Philly. And I'm chasing <laughs> you around the arena. I'm looking for you, and I ran the whole three quarters of the arena because that you can't always <laughs> go through. And I'm looking yeah. for you, and I'm like, yeah, and I'm pumped. I'm celebrating, and I was like, dude, you're finally an All American. You're like, yeah, but I'm gonna win in the semifinals. <laughs> And you had Burroughs. You had yeah. Burroughs in the semifinals. And I was like, yeah, good. I'm glad you're confident. Yeah. I was like, wow. You, you know, but like, that's a that's a great mentality to have. You thought you could knock him off. You have to think that, though. Well, I mean, you got to have confidence in your ability. Even if uh, you may be a, that guy may be on a roll, you got to believe in yourself. I mean, the, the, the funny thing about that whole match with the Burroughs match is, I, I think about that and obviously he's one of the best of all time, but sometimes I, you, you were so confident that you got, you got yourself way too amped up and you go out there and make mistakes, you know? And that's, I mean, looking back, obviously you're always going to look back and say, what if, what if, but yeah, dude, he, 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 <laughs> he double legged me off my feet a couple of times in that, during that match. <laughs> I, but I, I was just so excited. You want who'd you beat in the quarters? Uh, Asper, yeah, Asper. I, I was think it Asper? Is, yeah. Yeah, the Maryland dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was. Um, I think that was a close one. I don't think he blew his doors off. No, I didn't blow his doors off. He kept it close. I don't remember the match though. In all honesty, I just remember I was somewhat excited to finally get it done. You know, after after being there a couple of years and being, being in a position where I was at the end of the year and just not being able to get it done. It felt good to finally, you know, actually listen to my coaches a little bit and, and prepare the right way and, and, uh, and actually have my feet under me when I was at the national tournament. So, but, you know, speaking on that, right now you're coaching those kids at that age, right? Looking back, you know, going through those years at Ohio state, is there anything that you took away you know, from the coaches there that you're, you know, you're now going to be teaching, you know, and coaching those kids at that same age, at that same kind of, you know, mental state, you know, anything you take away from those years there that you kind of are going to try to instill there at Ashland? So I, I'll give you an example of today. I had a kid that's, uh, you know, obviously they're going home for Thanksgiving break and he's, he's getting some training in and, and all this and doing all these workouts and tell me about them. And, and I'm like, Hey, you're on break. I'm glad you're getting your workouts in, but you need to relax. You need to go fishing. You know, a kid lives down in Florida, you know, go enjoy the weather down there a little bit. Yeah. Get your training in, but stop being so tense. Stop, stop thinking wrestling all, all, all day, every day and, and go, go smell the flowers, you know, and that's really what I would tell somebody because then that can help you open your mind a little bit when you're actually in the room or in the weight room or on the track run and, and you can learn more, you know, cause I think a lot of athletes, especially when they have this eye on their prizes, they're, they're so tunnel visioned. Like, and I, I'll just use myself as an example, as an athlete, I was so tunnel visioned on being an all American, being a national champ that I forgot to soak up what Jay Jaggers did or what soak up what a little technique of what Joe Heskett or Lou Rizzelli or Tom Ryan or, or all these great guys I had in front of me, you know, Mike Pasella, Reese Humphrey, uh, Lance Palmer, you know, and I didn't learn how to wrestle until after I got out of college. And I, and I hate saying that. I mean, I learned some things, but I didn't learn as much as I could. You know, you see all these great 
wrestlers now and they're just so technical and and slick and and i think that's what they're doing a little bit is it's not complete tunnel vision eye on the prize you know they're still they're still focused on it but they know how to shut it off certain times of the day to really really relax and enjoy it that's what i tell that's why i was i just made me chuckle because this kid wants to be good that i have he's so good and he is good mm-hmm. and i'm like dude relax smell the flowers yeah, didn't you, you'll be a better you wrestler kinda, for it you kind of got tunnel vision there and you know cutting down the weight you know running a marathon pretty I, I vaguely remember didn't you <laughs> training was pretty pretty strict right yeah yeah i mean i uh back then uh it was uh it was like i said like that you know and i was i thought i was doing everything for the the right reason and sometimes it's just like hey you know maybe you need to do it a little different and 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 there's all these people telling me how to do it and and obviously i if you could go back in time you would change it but it's also a life learning lesson i'm a better better coach for it now that i went through some of the things i shouldn't have done you know and I, and a lot of the things that i thought they were right and and uh you know, it's because I was always in a mentality, you got to train harder, you got to train harder, you got to train harder. And I never didn't learn until after like, hey, yeah, you do need to train harder at certain times. Mm-hmm. You know, the, my biggest thing I take from everything is I just want to have good effort out of all my kids when they're in the wrestling room, whether it's an hour or 30 minutes, just effort, you know, but you don't need to grind yourself down into a pulp uh, two days before a match or a day before a match, you know? I never understood the whole, the 157 marathon thing. Like I remember seeing you that year and I'm like, this guy is, he is, he, I, could we just run a power plant off of him? Like dude, the <laughs> amount of energy you would expend in a match and, and just like seeing the, being at the NCAA tournaments where you fell short. And I'm like, he's so good. But like you're saying, you were just so high output. Do you think you didn't have legs going into March in some of those scenarios? Uh, again, we're, we're going back on, on something that, you know, happened and, and shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know, I don't like to be like, what woulda happened. I mean, that's just no way to think about it, but I mean, if obviously I would have changed some things and, and I would have listened to coaches, you know, they're saying, Hey, slow down do less. Don't, why are you, why are you doing that before practice? Why are you doing it after? Again, it goes back to that mentality of, Hey, it's getting down, down towards the end of the line. I got to do more. Well, no, that's actually less is more. And I never really understood that. And uh, when I finally did, it was after I was, yeah, that senior year, I went back up. I didn't, I didn't barely do anything going into the national tournament because I didn't have to. Number one, my, I, I'd thin my body down so much. I'd changed my body composition so much during that whole summer, getting down and running, you know, 60, 70 miles a week when wow. I was training <laughs> uh, that, uh, that I didn't, I didn't have to, cause I, I was trying to build my body back up to 65. Mm-hmm. You know, it was funny. Cause I actually lost when I was training for that marathon in like October, I don't know when I ran in October, uh, my mild times when we would do our mild times and practices actually went down than what they were when I was weighing like 185, 190 pounds. So I was running, I was running faster mild times at 190 than I was when I was weighing like oh, wow. 72 you know, in my senior a, year. A mile record holder here 
back in, in uh, northern Ohio. Come on, man. What, what'd you run your mile in? I got to know. Come on, man. I can find it. What was it, Zeb? You know. I, I which, remember you telling okay. me about this. Which, which mile? Like high school this or, is, or high, This is or like seventh high. grade Zeb the Gazelle Miller. Do you know Zeb or do I got to look it up? 440-something in eighth no. grade. And then eighth I grade. qualified. He lapped me. I, I qualified a couple of times in D2 in Ohio in the four by eight. We were seventh in the four by eight. I broke two minutes in the 800. And then um, uh, like 428 was my fastest 1600 in, in high school. What happened to you, Zeb? <laughs> yes. Dude, it's, hey, I ran a two. I was a 235 pounds, ran a half marathon. And I, I ran sub. Uh, sub nines and all my That's awesome and, and um and then i ran a marathon those were all sub eights you know what i mean so i mean i was 200 and probably 230 then 235 when i ran the, but the thing with the half marathon is i was with bader in london for the london olympics yeah and then i went to i went to dublin ireland for six days afterwards <laughs> and stayed across from the guinness brewery so you yeah. know what happened every night then we dude the it was like drinking chocolate milk like 10 of them every night yeah and then i was like i'll just go home and jo my buddy joe charlton who joe worked with clint at home city ice up in okay. joe's a good dude and joe's like hey you want to run a half marathon and i went out the thursday it was a sunday half marathon but i was running when we were in london like two three days a week you're carb loading right I was carb loading. There you go. Yeah. Still, still carb loading, I guess. But anyhow, <laughs> um, yeah, and I went and did it. I went and ran like nine miles the Thursday before it. And I was still running three, four miles a day. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. And I went and did it. And I didn't walk and broke uh, nine minutes and all the miles. Jared King, Dr. King, he was, uh, he cheered me on and high-fived me. <laughs> and then uh, Ashland All-American Chris Shears gave me water at one of the water breaks. No way. Yeah, it was it was Prescott. I did the Prescott one. Jared's a good yeah. dude, man. Yes, I mean definitely. we you know, we, we competed, you know we competed against each other, and and then obviously when I was up at Edinburgh, you know he came up all the time, and uh, just a great guy, you know. And great, and the brothers I, a great guy too. They're oh. they're just awesome people. They fund a scholarship at Edinburgh. I know, and and I and they, they I'm telling you that's just how Edinburgh people are, man. They're all I in. love it. They're all Love in on it. that program, and, and yep. you don't have fans like Edinburgh fans, right? you know, and, and it's beautiful. You may tell you a uh, marathon story, my marathon story. Yeah, I want to hear it. That's like, okay, so I was going to ask, what was your time? And you go ahead. I want to hear uh, your so, marathon. So I, like I said, I was running a ton, getting everything down. And then, uh, you know, Coach Ryan ran it with me. Right. Did you know that? I knew that, yeah. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who was the third? Wasn't there a third? No, there wasn't a third, but okay. so I, he had ran a half marathon a couple months before and he qualified a pretty good time. So he was in like the fourth or fifth, uh, gate, you know, or whatever they, the corral wave wave. Yeah. Sure. And, uh, I hadn't, so I was supposed to be in like the 24th, you know, cause there's like 50,000 people that run that Columbus marathon. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a ton. And so I wasn't in a, a his corral. So he's like, ah, whatever, we're getting up to the front. So we go up to the first corral and, you know, the professional runners are, are right in front of us, like the Kenyans and all that. And he's, he's getting all amped up and, and everything all excited. And, and coach Ryan just busts out of the gate 
like running, we were running like 620, 630 miles for like the first eight miles. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and I'm like, Tom, <laughs> Tom, you got to slow down. He's like, no, no, you know, you know how high energy Tom is and how, yeah. how intense he gets and how excited he gets. And, and, uh, you know, it's very infectious. I mean, obviously that's part of the reason why they're so good down there. You know, he's just, he's just all in. And, uh, I'm like, you got to slow down, Tom. We didn't train for this because we trained for like a 315 pace, you know, all the way. Which so, is awesome. Which is awesome. Yeah. Well, our goal, both of our goals were to qualify for the the, the Boston, you know. And uh, and I'm like, dude, you're going to shut down. You're going to shut down. And, and he's like, no. So I just let him go. I slowed down, kind of always stayed in, in front and behind him a little bit. But I just let him do his own thing. And, and people were there's athletes and, and fans and they knew cause we're wearing Ohio, Ohio state wrestling shirts and, and, and they're all like, Oh, your coach is in front of you. I'm like, eh, sorry. But then it come around mile 16, 17, I'm just slowly gaining on them. And, uh, and I slapped him on the butt and I said, I'll see you later at like 18, 19. He actually ended up cramping up at like mile 21 and a half and like full body cramp, like, that's how, that's how all in he was, you know, and he just went and he, it took him, it took him a little bit longer to finish than I did, you know, once he got up, but God rest his soul. He, that man has, <laughs> has more, more energy, more, gets so excited for things like that. But yeah, I finished in like three, three hours and nine minutes on my first one. That is super impressive, yeah, man. So. Have, you, have you done it since? <laughs> no. Because I wasn't right for I wasn't right for like three months after that. Yeah, you know, because I had to wrestle like I wrestled two days later. I ran a marathon. It was at the Blue and, or the Scarlet and Gray, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I remember. I was like, this guy is amped and out of his mind. Yeah, and I I looked at that next. I looked at on that that uh, Scarlet and Gray match, if I remember right. Was yeah, but you've learned so much, man. Like, uh, I, I learned from my mistakes that you do definitely i mean you're throwing them out there hey what the heck i Might mean well learn yeah uh colt you know you coach some really tough guys um i think walters for me like watching walters at the 2016 ncas in new york city he tore his acl first match mm-hmm. right came comes back and he takes seventh place is that the toughest guy you've ever coached been a teammate with like who are some guys that you've either coached been teammates with like who are some really tough nuts like like a like a cody walters he's a junkyard dog well his he don't name, look like much but he's a winner right that, like, that name we'll, we'll go backstory on him because i don't know if he'll tell you a whole lot on that but yeah he tore his acl he battled back if you remember um in the quarterfinals he was wrestling was it uh uh indiana or iowa state kid well was it ah, I forget who it was, but he, he had major decision that kid at the Midland finals. Just beat the tar out of more, not the finals, but yeah, Witherspoon. yeah, he gets hit in this, uh, we call it the straight jacket, you know, just double arm, double tilt guy had both of his wrists. And that, that moment sucked for me. Cause if you look at the matchup between it, I think he would have had, uh, he would have had Martin right. in the semis. Yes. Uh, Yes. That matchup would have been interesting for me to watch. Just the athleticism versus the guy that doesn't just has no style. 
and there's a hammer on top. So I was, I was really like, I thought he was primed to have a great year that year, but for him to battle back the way he did, you know, is unbelievable with a torn ACL, especially a guy that's so unorthodox as he was, you know, but that's just one tough guy. I mean, you're looking at guys like, you know, Lance Palmer was a hammer. We all know that, you know, that guy was tougher than nails, you know, he's still tough. He's still pretty tough. (laughs) That guy used to rip my shoulder off and not care, you know, he, that's one beautiful thing about Lance is he, he definitely made me tougher, you know, every day in the room, just by trying to break my shoulder in half and put the boots in and yeah, suck the life. But you can look at guys like Mitchell Port, you know, AJ shop, you know, Mitchell Port blew out his kneecap in, uh, in the NCAA finals against Logan Stieber's senior year. You don't really hear nothing about that. He still, and he, and, you know, that guy, that guy is tougher than nails. And then like AJ shop, same thing, busted up his knee, thumbs, everything. And that guy is grittier than grittier, you know? So there, I've, I've been around all these tough dudes, you know, Jay Jaggers scrapping as long as he did, you know, sucking the weight he did to, and then goes and wins national titles, you know, to overcome that, that what he did through having, not having good years, you know, we all saw it. He was taking losses during the year, but he found a way to get it done at a the NCAA, the NCAA championships. That's toughness. That's finding a Jagger's way to win. blood. It's, it's actually yeah. Jagger's yeah. blood. If you didn't know yeah. that's science, but it's you Jagger's know, seeing, blood. seeing all that, there's different types of toughness and, and those guys showed it at the right times. And, and boy, I, I wish I could have had a little bit of it. You know, I, I think I'm a little tough, but you know, having some of their toughness would have been pretty nice. You, you two talk- Chanel Firebirds. How about that? Yeah, two Chanel point. Firebirds. You're, 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 you just mentioned. Yeah. I know, right? No longer a, a, a organization. Not a place yeah. anymore. And Anthony Ralph, the master recruiter, a Chanel Firebird. If you didn't know. Yeah. Well, you could also say uh, Moore was also a Chanel. Col- yeah, Collins' dad yeah. was a two-time two-time state champ for for the Firebirds. Yeah. Dude, that that is. Listen, we could do a whole thing on on um, Chanel. What a Program. You should you should actually bring all the Chanel grads on that uh that were successful at every level high, college high school. Yeah, that's a long list, that's for certain. I think you gotta like fist fight some of those guys too because they're a little gritty. Yeah, they're they're a little they're gritty. They're, they got some grit. The Chanel Firebirds got some grit to them. Yeah, just don't bring Mister Walters in on the program. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he's the head coach at Nordonia now. He is. He is. He's doing a good job. Yeah, he is, dude. I'll tell you what, he might have a state champ this year if they have wrestling. South yeah. Perrine is good. I know you probably can't mention college recruits. Perrine is pretty good. I like him. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're obviously doing it. You're like, you're right. They're doing a really good job. But the Chanel Firebirds, man, just a gritty, gritty, tough program. And, you know, like you've, you've been, you've coached them, you've wrestled with them, you've been coached by them. It's you know like that doing. old West, West NY programs back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those, those teams were so tough. You know, growing up as even in their high school and all that, you know, you don't, I guess, what is that the factory now? What would you call, what's the West NY now? Uh, it's, well, it's, it's West Shore. West Shore. Yeah. 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 yeah so West they still Shore. got that. They're still cranking out studs. That's Seiko. That's Guy. Yeah, yeah. Guy Seiko runs West Shore. And then Charlie, Charlie Agazino, Gus Seiko, that they, they, they all, all run defend that. soap. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, all right. hey, wait, <laughs> what? I can't hear you. <laughs> what? Wait, so, wait, hey, hey, you know, Colt, I got a real quick question. You know, we're going to piggyback off of that. Colt, are you, I know you're Holmes County, so I can, I'm just going to, I'm going to be stereotypical and I already know what you are, but 
Are you a bar man or are you a body wash man? You obviously know I'm a bar man. Uh, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yes. so no, what's up, body wash? <laughs> so you talked, um, you know, unheard story, you know, with Mitchell Poor and, you know, talking Holmes County, growing up back in Holmes County, you know, with your brother, any other wrestler, do you have any other unheard of stories that, that you want to share? Uh no, not really. I mean, I don't want to embarrass Nothing myself. I don't want to embarrass Zeb. Zeb. I mean, Zeb, weren't you one of my Fargo coaches one year? Yeah. yeah. Why am I embarrassed? I don't know. It's probably because <laughs> it on air. Go. You already Fargo. said I was Amish. <laughs> What'd you uh, take at Fargo, Colt? I only placed one time. What'd you take, third? No, like seventh? You got seventh. I think that was the year I lost a uh, – reader and morning star oh what a, yeah. those are horrible losses you know what? uh those are the two guys you lost to yeah oh my uh, god you know and then oh. but no who you else know, was at the weight who else was at the freaking weight i don't remember reader had to won did reader yeah win? Reed, john john won that one you know you know ryan's really good at keeping scores tight but john was a john uh really knew how to be a hammer <laughs> obviously but uh no i'm trying to think of any other times but fargo's fargo i mean personally kids have fargo's such a hammer of a tournament i mean that's not a fun tournament you know and not not many good experiences there you learn you get humbled there you no, know, no you question right, you don't come ready to wrestle or you don't cut weight right or you don't do something right so I mean, that's why you see a lot of the teams like the Illinois team always comes there ready to wrestle and they, they do very well there. Yeah. They're, you, yeah. Team Illinois, how they, how that training cycle has gone for them. And, and I remember when overtime was there and they had overtime and Izzy and they were almost like competition in the Chicagoland area. And you had guys on your team at uh, Ohio U you had a couple of those guys from the Chicagoland area and you can oh. see, yeah, I mean, they're, and they're talented guys, really mm -hmm. talented guys. It's a massive, uh, you know, metropolitan area. And, and you, you look at the, the, the guys who are coaching. Like, yeah, Illinois is a great state. And Joel does a really good job of recruiting Illinois. Yeah, he Ohio. loves Illinois. And, and all those kids go back to Illinois, too. They all go back to the Chicago area after they graduate because there's, there's obviously they can get jobs there. And they all get back into their programs or at least another program. And so that pipeline he has through Illinois is, is fantastic for him. And he's, he's really – uh, fed off of it, and I hope he keeps on feeding off of it. You know, obviously, because I want I want OU to be good. Mm -hmm. I coach there. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt, man. I mean, uh, what's your fondest memory of, of Joel Greenlee? And you know, everybody loves Joel Greenlee except for Jim Anderson. Um, <laughs> everybody else loves Joel Greenlee, dude. Loves him. You know what I mean? Like Joel, Joel doesn't have an enemy besides Jim Anderson. You know, like like, like Everybody else loves Joel. I think all the Matt Colt, coaches love you, Joel. Colt, what I tell you before we went, before Zeb jumped on? Oh uh, yeah, you just pretty much said that. Yeah. I mean, I mean if, I, if I remember right, I mean, you obviously you had a couple other things to say, but yeah. other than that, you're like, hey, every Joel Greenlee's the man. Right. Joel, because Joel Greenlee is the man. Right. Yeah, it's just the way he he comes off. You know, he, he is a big, he's a big bully but he is the nicest bully. You know what I mean? Like he gives Zeb, Zeb Miller a hard time. 
but he does it in a way where you just can't be mad at him. I love <laughs> that you, guy. And you, and you can't get mad at him because if you do, he's he's just going to grab you by his big bear claw and crush you. He's a big human. Yeah. Oh, but he, human. Joel, Joel is, Joel is, I was telling, uh, I was saying that, you know, he's, he's old school, but he's new school. Yeah. He man. has a good mixture of finding how to still be old school, how to be a no nonsense kind of guy, but he understands the student athlete. Mm. So he can mix that well and he can relate to those kids so well, you know, and, and he does such a wonderful job at that, you know, but my fondest memories are just being at tournaments and him sitting in the, sitting in the chair next to the table and just hounding at referees. He's so good at just hounding referees. And, and of course they don't, can't get mad at him. How are they going to get mad at him? Are they going to say something nasty to him? <laughs> you can't poke the bear or he's just going to poke back. You know, I, my, my thing is Andrew, doesn't like him because he steals so many Northeast Ohio guys. Yeah. And, and you know what I mean? Like Anderson doesn't like him because he stole Cody Walters. Yeah. yeah you know? that's, that's always a running thing. Yeah. You know that, right? Like that. Yeah. yeah I know that Jimmy and, and Cody's dad went to high school together. I want to say graduated from Nordonia together. Yep. How wild is that? Right. Like if you look at it like that, I mean, that's crazy. And Joel, Joel went and took him and we obviously know, you know, Cody's a two-time All-American, one of the toughest guys that has ever put on a Bobcat singlet. And it's like, I love that history. Dude, I love it. You got to know I love it. Like, you know, he Jedi mind tricked me into creating the uh, the uh, the the grudge match trophy. Yep. He called, hey, hey, hey. And Scott Blank, he's the head coach at Ashtabula St. John. He made it actually in our shop class at Riverside where I teach. <laughs> and school got canceled the day – that I was supposed to, because Kent does a down and back. They come yeah. down in the morning, do the, the dual at OU, and then they drive back. I don't know if OU does the same thing. OU kind of does a road trip and catches Kent on the way through maybe. But whatever. Um, school got canceled that day, and I had to drive up to Riverside and get it, come back and catch the bus because I rode down with Kent, and Andrew Acey was just like, you made a rivalry trophy in a year. You let him convince you to make a rivalry trophy in a year. One of the only years they're going to beat us. Jim does have a really good record against Joel. Yep. You know, he might be like 10 and four or something. He's got a really good record. They've been him. catching up since I've been there. No question. No, no question. You're right. You're right. But he's like probably 10 and four, 10 and five against Joel, which is really good. Yeah, I but, have no idea. But, but I'm sure Joel will be all over me. Oh, hey, what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, in there wrong? Let, me, let me record this right now so I can yeah. have <laughs> So, so he was so mad. And Reese's like, You made a rivalry trophy <laughs> in the year we weren't gonna win it. I'm like, You're missing the point. Um, I think there's more rivalry trophies to come, but he, he, yeah, oh, you won that first year, and it was kind of awesome. Um, but the trophy, like, was it, did they put it in their locker room? Yeah. So it's down in their locker room right now. They hanging up there. And so, I mean, you got a piece of history in there, Zeb. I love Every it. Year. I love it. I mean, I like it more when it's in Kent because yeah. it usually sits on the mantle at one of my rental properties. He lets the athletes have it. I think they just take it. Oh, for one, for whenever. <laughs> I, I, I think it's been around. I'm sure it's probably made some pictures on some uh, social media. 
at parties would wrestler, be my guess. I think uh, you having those rental properties and wrestlers use them may be an NCAA violation, Zeb. You may need to look into that. Well, I just sold it. So, uh, so you're clear. You're clear. clear. I'm all free and clear, buddy. I'm all free and clear. Hey, Jared, are we going to kick over to and watch a couple matches with yeah. Colt? Yeah, Colt, do you have time that. or not? Let me I got time. That. 